0: I'm Tisha. And I'm Brandon. And we are bringing you another episode of Conversations with Tab. And we are in the first week of December, Mm -hmm. which means a lot of things, Christmas year is starting to happen this week. And, you know, actually, honestly, in our house, Christmas started happening a couple weeks ago, but whatever. I like Mm -hmm. to put up the tree early.
1: Yeah. We went a little earlier this year than normal.
0: I don't really think we did.
1: Did we? No, because I
0: usually put it up like... The night of Thanksgiving, U.S., mm-hmm. and we just did it, like, what, the day before?
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, so earlier. not
0: really early. <laughs> so whatever. I mean, I could have put it up in, like, November 1st. <laughs> we were <laughs> or, sorely
1: tempted. I think yeah. we just needed something to cheer us up because yeah. of how the year has been.
0: For sure. I, I like to have the Christmas. I mean, it Christmas decorations are cheery, and, you know, we need some cheery. But yes. whatever. Anyway, so we put up our decorations a week or two ago whatever and today we took our christmas pictures mm. we wanted to do these and actually put them on christmas cards and send them out but we didn't get it done in time so we'll just end up having to post all our wonderful christmas pictures on our instagram account so you guys keep an eye out for that on christmas day which i know you guys have so many other better things to do on christmas day but maybe you won't either. Maybe you'll be stuck at home like us and you'll be like <laughs> going through Instagram, whatever. So, yeah, we did that today. We kind of paid homage to like
1: the, the year the
0: weird year, yeah. right? So, yeah. But.
1: I think when you see the photo, you'll you'll appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. I think it's kind of quirky. It's not, you know, your typical picture. But anyway. <laughs> Today is also a pretty awesome special day, right? Yeah.
1: It's my mom's birthday. So my mom will actually be turning 90 years old, and that's a pretty big milestone for anybody, right? I mean, mm-hmm. tens are tens are big milestone days, so 90 is a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, you know, this time of year, we would have a family get-together. My brothers and sisters, the kids, and everybody would be all together. Uh, but with, with COVID... Um, we're all kind of stuck at home and and, um, having to call and I think we do have a family zoom chat uh, planned for um, Sunday night and we're all gonna get together and just say happy birthday to her and she'll get to see all of us and uh, you know we'll get to wish her a happy birthday but uh, it'll be sad that we can't actually see her in person because I honestly I haven't seen my mom since last Christmas
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, but we want to keep her safe as well. Mm -hmm. You know, she's 90. Yeah. (laughs) So we definitely don't want to be having everybody over and making her maybe potentially sick. So virtual is definitely, definitely the way to go. And we'll all be giving big hugs and kisses as soon as we can get together with our families again.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. And I think, um, everyone's sort of feeling that, um, that want to be able to go see her and and things like that but we all know that we need to keep her safe as well. Um my mom is is you know pretty spry for a, a 90-year-old lady. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, when I first moved here in 2016, she was still like doing her own snow removal yep. on her driveway. She'll go
1: out, she'll oh my gosh. shovel the snow, she'll do um you know a couple little you know lanes of of shoveling and then go Mm -hmm. back in inside to rest watch tv for a bit then she'll go back outside and shovel some more (laughs) and you know after a couple of hours the whole driveway was done yeah and she'll do the same with cutting the grass at times she'll go out cut the grass you know do a little bit go back in rest go back out cut the grass yeah yeah
0: yeah i am very impressed by the amount of activity that your mother does (laughs) at her age it's it's crazy but yeah, I, I love your mom. She's like the sweetest person. Yeah. There is that language barrier.
1: There is. For me
0: in her. She does
1: speak some, some broken English. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, having grown up with it my whole life, i just used to it. Yeah. Uh, same with my siblings. We, we've all just sort of grown up and gotten used to it. Um, but I think even over the years, my mom has picked up a few more, you know, vocabulary in, in English and, and stuff like that as well. So it's. It's sort of gone both ways for both of us.
0: Yeah, I think your mom's a spunky, yeah. spunky old lady. <laughs> she has
1: a lot of energy, and she can still go out and do a lot of gardening. Yeah, even she does. Her age.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's probably one of the things that that keeps her going like she is is that she does all these activities.
1: And there are times where you know she just wants to sit down and just watch some TV, but a lot of times she's um, she's up in the garden doing things and she's uh she's got a very uh i feel she's got a very healthy attitude on mm-hmm. life and how things are she's one of those people that it's just oh whatever i don't care yeah.
0: that's her right. that's her phrase like yeah. whatever that's yeah. what she says all the time and yeah don't call her while she's watching her shows yes. Like <laughs> she's not gonna talk to you but yeah. most of the she'll time she'll talk she's to you but active. it'll be
1: yep are we done? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm watching my show.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's adorable, though. But you grew up in a pretty large family.
1: Yeah, there's uh, six of us. So I have uh, three brothers, two sisters, all older than me. So I am I am the youngest of the family. So there are six of us in total. I honestly don't know how my parents raised us. Um, I am the youngest by... By ten years between me and the next youngest, so yeah. um, it's it's been interesting growing up, uh, watching all of them uh, sort of sort of go through different stages of their life, and and me not really understanding some of it, and kind of um, seeing these things and not and not not knowing how I would react to those kinds of things, but at the same time I can see um, how they dealt with it, so I can maybe not do the same thing they did. Um,
0: you had a lot of yeah. examples of things not to do yeah. <laughs> when you get this age or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been interesting. And, and I remember, um, you know, because I was the baby of the family, um, I was spoiled. I have to admit that. You know, my brothers no and sisters way. Would, would tell me that. You were spoiled. <laughs> um but I got teased a lot once in a while too. So myself and you know, the next youngest, um, him and his buddies would tease me a lot and mm-hmm. poke fun at me or you know, pull pranks on me. Right. I remember one one afternoon, um, he and his buddies were uh, over and uh I had closed the door to my room and we had the, it was an old house, so it had the little keyhole in there so you yeah. could kind of <laughs> see through, right? So they knocked on the door, and he goes, Hey Brandon, check it out check out this. So I would, you know, look through the keyhole and they had a little squirt gun and squirted me right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) So they were mean.
0: Yeah. I can see your brother doing that. That particular (laughs) brother for sure. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I can definitely see that, but you know, I feel like you probably, I know I've heard the stories that you've told and it's like, you didn't just have one mom because Rose was there a lot, yep. you know, and like your your siblings were so much older than you yeah, that so it, it felt like, it like you were raised by so many different people, right? Yeah.
1: yeah if it wasn't one, it wasn't the other. And so my, my parents worked a lot, um, at their restaurant or wherever they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was typically home with my sister Rose a lot. Um, sometimes the other sister Ruby, um, my brothers, you know, Ken, Roger, Gary, um, and they each kind of took turns, um, you know, raising me bit by bit here and there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you weren't sure, the one that squirted me in the eye was Gary and his buddies, so. Yeah,
0: thanks, Gary. (laughs) That was a pretty good laugh the first couple times I heard that story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In the end, I, I knew they all loved me and I knew they would all take care of me and watch mm-hmm. over me. So I was pretty grateful for that. But, um, you know, we had a very interesting family dynamic. You know, me being the youngest and watching them, like I said, all grow up kind of together. Um, and like you said, it felt like they were all kind of that parent to me, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to just my actual parents. Yeah. So it, it, it's a weird, for me, it was a bit of a weird family dynamic to right. experience that. And I don't know how many other people would experience that. Maybe, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who would, but yeah. um, it's it's still strange for me to be around them now, um, because knowing that they saw me as the little baby um, growing up, and now here I am, you know, in my mid forties, and they're older, but y- you know that that gap is really you know, closed more. Right.
0: right. But it, I, it's been I know from things you've talked about, it's it's been hard relating to your siblings as a siblings times. because mm-hmm. of that dy- dynamic dynamic and the way you guys communicated and grew up. And it was a lot of um, they were more of the like authoritarians in your life rather than your on your level siblings yep. because they were so much older, right? Yeah. But it's good. I mean, you had all these people in your life that was that were there to support you and help you through. And if your parents didn't have the answers, one of your siblings was gonna have yep. an answer, you <laughs> know, kind of thing. So that's I mean, that was probably kinda nice for you.
1: It was there were there were advantages to it, right? Yeah. I had siblings that you know, I had friends that had siblings that were only a few years older than them and and then here I am with a sibling that's, like, way older than me that can basically, you know, tell me ahead of time, uh, you may want to do that or don't mm. want to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know. I think, for me, I grew up with two brothers, and I was the middle, the you know, middle child. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked being the middle child, okay? And if there are any middle children out there, they know what I'm talking about because... <laughs> Your older sibling, like your parents don't want you to do any of the bad things they did so they don't let you do anything you know what I mean yep you're you're too young or whatever to do what your older sibling's doing, and then you're not the baby so you don't get babied you're just kind of stuck in the middle like you feel invisible most of the time <laughs> and so yeah, so there wasn't a huge age difference between any of my siblings and myself like there's only really like thirteen months between me and my younger brother. You know, so that's not much, but yeah, it doesn't. It just wasn't the same situation you had for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't have any extra moms or dads hanging around.
1: <laughs> well, I think one of the one of the good things that happened for me, at least being the youngest, was also that uh, because they were all older and they were all sort of clustered together in age, they sort of really broke down. Broke down my parents, if you want to call it that right. right. Your
0: parents were softies by yeah. the time you came. By the time along. I came,
1: I came along. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Just mm-hmm. you know, do do what you need to do, right?
0: Yeah, they kind of. I mean, but people do. They tend to mellow out, and mm-hmm. so your parents were in their forties when you came along. So. Yeah. And they already raised five other kids. So they're like, whatever.
1: Yeah. So, you know, for me, my my siblings broke my parents, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that way. They
0: (laughs) broke them in. It's just like, here you go. Here's some nice, mellow parents for you. (laughs) I can't see your mom being any other way because I don't know her from any other way. But, you know.
1: Yeah, I think my mom has mellowed out even more. I mean, I've always known my mom to be pretty, you know pretty bellow for the most part Mm -hmm. if I'm sure if you ask my siblings they might say something a little different otherwise (laughs) yeah um but I think uh for me and and maybe just because my mom maybe my mom and I have a a relationship that you know they don't have necessarily because I am the baby of the family so um they won't necessarily get to experience that but uh, I feel my mom has has changed a little bit over the years um especially as she's you know retired and gotten older and, and things like that and since my dad passed away um my mom's sort of really taken um a much lighter hearted view of life mm-hmm. um and you know as you alluded to she she would say things like oh whatever who cares and mm-hmm. you know things are not as serious for her she she's a strong woman she's been through a lot um both here and in china and um y- y- it's like nothing can phase her anymore. Right. Right. She's seen it all.
0: Right. It's like this yeah. doesn't surprise me or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I think I think most people, I I would hope most people eventually come to that phase in their life where it's just like, eh, whatever. You know, I would like to think one day, you know, for myself that I'd get to a point where I'm not so worried about everything. Yeah. And everything all the time. Right. And so that gives me hope when I see older people who are like, eh, whatever. I'm like, one day, (laughs) (laughs) one day I'm going to be that person, you know, you know, because when you're younger or even middle-aged and you're still dealing with life and careers and and children and, you know, everything, it's stressful.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, those old guys that, go out there and says, Hey, you darn kids, get off my lawn. Right. And so you can't see me shaking my fist here, but I don't want to be like that. Right. I, I want to sort of be like my mom and just, you know, watch the world go by and just smile and laugh at things. And, you know,
0: I mean, because really, I mean, do you want to be that like stressed out person that's always angry at everything? Or do you want to just be like, all right, you know, I want to go with the flow.
1: I want to go with the flow.
0: (laughs) I want to take after your mom and go with the flow for sure. So I know that you have like older siblings and you, you had a really different dynamic in your childhood than I did. And I'm wondering like, what is one of the things that you can remember from your childhood? Not necessarily about your childhood, but like worldwide, like globally, like uh, what are I, one of the memories that you have that really sticks out for you?
1: I feel like, you know, growing up, I was born in the mid seventies and, um, didn't really know much about life outside of where I lived at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as, as you're, you grow up, you see things on TV and those things start sticking to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things I remember seeing on the news and it's like, it kind of, got to me a little bit, was the uh, assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan back in 1981. That was a big... That was big back okay. then, right? I and was
0: there. younger than you, so...
1: <laughs> For me, that was kind <laughs> of a big like thing. I was like
0: four years old, yeah. so I don't remember that. Yeah,
1: that was kind of a big thing. And I remember them talking about it all over the news and things like mm-hmm. that. And then um, not too long after that, about five years after that, was... Um, the uh challenger disaster and that for me was also a very big thing outside of the realm of the little city where i grew up right um and i remember seeing about that and re sorry seeing all of the um the newscasts on those on tv and how they described it and i, I couldn't tell you exactly what happened but um right it, it was a big thing for me mm-hmm. right and that's when i kind of knew the world is a lot bigger than what I saw in front of my eyes. Yeah. And and then at some point, you know, paying attention to a lot more of the global news and, you know, things that happening in the Middle East and and wherever, right? And I'm sure there's still lots of things that, uh, that happened out there that I still don't even really know or even recall. Um, mm. But those are the things that sort of impacted me growing up.
0: Yeah, I remember, vaguely remember seeing news, mm-hmm. you know, Things on the TV about it, but um, yeah yeah like
1: I, I know like later on in years um you know the big event for some people might have been 9/11 right but so many things happened before that Every... all of the Berlin Wall, right yeah, that was a big that was that big was news big too deal. yeah um, I remember seeing uh, I don't think it was live at the time, but seeing um, the nuclear arms treaty between Reagan and Gorbachev. Right, I remember seeing them, and I I recall very vividly in my head the seeing the two of them on the TV, you know, signing their papers and then shaking hands after that. That was for me. That was a big memory, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you watched news from an earlier age than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I caught bits and pieces of it when my parents would have it on the TV or whatever, but I. Um, all I remember of like that Cold War era is that we, for the longest time, did drills at school. Really? Yeah, we had drills. We'd have to like get under our desks. Wow. And I can, but I I don't think until they stopped, I didn't really realize why we were doing it. Mm. If that makes sense. I was just kind of like, oh, we're doing another drill, <laughs> yeah. you know? I also grew up in the South where we did tornado drills all the time. So drills were like whatever, but yeah. I can remember doing those drills that's <laughs> when I was growing that. up.
1: You know, the drills, because that, at least where I went to school, that wasn't even a thing we mm-hmm. talked about, right? Um, and maybe for you, that's what it was like where you grew up and maybe a lot of the schools or a lot of the schools in the U.S. was like that, mm-hmm. right, based on how how the world was at the time right with the cold war mm-hmm. um and that was the norm for you guys yeah for us you know the only drills we did were like fire drills hmm. right? well
0: yeah we had the fire <laughs> drills and we had tornado drills but yeah we had drills i think if i remember correctly we had to get under our desks
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: not for the fire not for the tornado drills so those we had to go out in the hallway and line the hallways and like whatever but for those drills, we had to get under our desk. And I never really understood, like, like I said, until they were, we were told we don't have to do this anymore, it really never dawned upon me when we did it in the first place. I was just that child that's like, someone told me to do something, okay, I did it, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> I didn't ask questions at that point in time in my life. So, yeah.
1: Imagine if you had actually known at that point why you were doing it
0: it probably would not have been good for me to know because, you know, yeah. as you know, I'm a very anxious <laughs> person. Like, I have anxiety and worry about everything. So it's probably a good idea for them to not tell me <laughs> what was going on. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I feel like I was dealing with my own little stuff in my own little world at that time, right?
1: Yeah. I, I think I, I did too, right? I had my own little issues here and there growing up, but just, you know, seeing some of these things in the news and, and knowing that they were happening outside of my little bubble, um, was kind of enlightening, right? Right. Like I said, I didn't know a lot of things about them. Um, I just knew they happened and I happened to be witnessing it, whether it's, you know, recently on the news or, or live.
0: Yeah. I don't think I really started getting into current events and, you know, world news and what's going on other than my little, you know, speck of dirt where I'm (laughs) at on this planet until probably around the time that um, Bill Clinton ran for office and got into office. And that was only because he was from my home state, so... Mm -hmm of course, (laughs) I was going to be like, oh, okay, you know, this is interesting. And, um, that's probably when I really started like paying attention to things. And I I had before here and there, like I said, I would watch the news and whatever, but really didn't let things start. Maybe, I don't know, maybe at that point I was just a kid. Right. So I was just like, you know, I don't think kids really Mostly think very deeply about what's yeah. going on current affairs wise um, but yeah, that's when I really started thinking okay <laughs> you know and and paying attention but
1: but I mean think of it now, like growing up now the the biggest major event that's going on right now is the coronavirus, right, right? imagine this you know this pandemic being your earliest global memory, right. The thing that affected everybody across right. the world or, you know, the majority of it. Yeah, that's right?
0: crazy. But, you know, I feel like kids are so much more, um, what am I trying to say? When I was growing up, we didn't have the internet. Yeah. We, you know, you were good if you had a phone at home. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like the the news and the information you got came from the television Or from a newspaper. Right. There was no internet going on and on and on. I think kids today are so bombarded with all this
1: information all the time. They're oversaturated with news and and events.
0: And I think that's probably a big reason why a lot of the younger generation aren't taking the pandemic seriously. Because it's just like, it's another thing. Do you know what I mean? They're just, they're so oversensitized to all this information coming at them constantly twenty four seven, that they're just like "Eh, whatever it's it'll go away or they don't really take it seriously whereas someone our age we grew up knowing that this you know we know this is a big deal and we can discern between like this being a big deal and the latest tiktok video (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so um i think that's like difference as well like i feel like i'm so happy that i didn't grow up in this time Like I didn't grow up with internet and social media Mm -hmm. and oh my God, it is difficult enough to be a teenager and then throw all that crap in. No, thank you. Yeah. Like I, I would have been miserable teenager (laughs) with internet. Yeah,
1: It's hard to, I think for them to cut through a lot of the noise and understand Mm -hmm. what's really the important thing. Um, and not to say that some of them don't do that. I think some of them can manage to do that. And, quite good at it but at the same time there's a lot that i think just it's overwhelming right even for adults it's very overwhelming so you know it's up to you know those of us that that can you know navigate through those waters we try to um you know disseminate some of the information for people and make it as easy as possible for people to understand so you know if you have kids you know it's it's good you know talk to your kids you know help them understand it and um you know make it clear for them you know what what's serious and what isn't as serious.
0: Right. And I think though that there, there comes a point when your kids are going to get to the age where they're just like, you know, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. And I've already read 10 articles online that told me something different than what mom just told me. So she obviously doesn't know what she's talking about. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And there's that, that makes, it makes it harder to parent. Yeah. (laughs) Even like teenagers are growing up right now.
1: But there are some teenagers out there who who truly are very smart and they really do know what they're talking about. So I'm not going to.
0: I think I'm going to backtrack on that for you for a moment because I think all kids are smart. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Before we get any hate mail, (laughs) every child is unique and they have their own set of um, strengths and their skills. They're all smart in their own way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them are living up to their potential.
1: Maybe not. Okay, I can okay. agree
0: with that. One. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's let's clarify. <laughs> but yeah, I it's it's harder it's harder right it now is. to grow up and to know what's real and what's not and what you know. Oh, I can't even imagine, and it makes it harder to parent. And I know my son is twenty, and so he just got through his teens, and Brennan saw me cry myself to sleep many nights over that child (laughs) because it's hard yeah it's hard and when when the internet gets a hold of them it's like you know it's it's like pull
1: your hair out kind of frustration
0: it is it is but you know it's it's the world we live in now Mm -hmm. but I, i really do think that we need to all collectively do That part of our lives a little bit less like Mm -hmm. the social media and the being online all the time and then get back to having conversations with each other and you know having quality time with each other and that's like one of my goals for next year and I'm actually starting to do that now like if anybody follows me on my instagrams I'm not really posting a lot there anymore not because I don't enjoy it, but because perhaps I enjoy it too much (laughs) and I, I spend too much time there. And I, I think I'm on things like that because I'm a creative person, but being on those things is zapping me of my creativity because I'm spending my time on Instagram or Twitter and I'm not spending that time being creative anymore. So it's, kind of counterintuitive like I Mm -hmm. I need to step back away from the social media and the internet and and let my creativity come back to me and and start building that again and then you know have a a plan where I I put my writing or my photography or whatever and you know I don't spend all my time there though
1: yeah I think you're right It, it Things like social media things like Instagram it it really sucks out a lot of that creativity Mm -hmm. because number one it takes up all your time Yeah, so like you said, you're not creating you're just consuming right so you know, why wouldn't you want to step away and just try to Separate yourself because you don't want to go onto Instagram and try to copy what you see you want to do something unique to yourself
0: right Right. And I think when you're spending all your time on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all the other whatever that you have, most people have the tendency to start trying to copy or emulate what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, well, they're getting thousands of likes and they have all these followers and they're doing all this stuff. So they must be doing it right and I must be doing it wrong. So I need to change and do what they're doing. And you lose yourself along the way and you're just like – this isn't what I want. This is not what I want to be doing. This is not why I love photography or this is not why I love making videos or this is, you know, this is not what I set out to do. And why am I doing this? Why should I care what other people are saying or like doing or whatever? And um, I don't know. I I just think that it it robs you of that creativity. And for me it has. And I, I don't feel like I'm I'm sorry. I just got squirreled because I'm looking at my monitor and I don't think my audio is working right well,
1: now. Ho- hopefully it is.
0: I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we didn't just do 30 something minutes worth of talking and you guys can't hear me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I really feel like for myself, for sure. I feel like I need to get back to doing creative things for myself. You know, mm-hmm. that's where your creativity comes from anyway. I yeah. don't think any of us are just like, I'm going to be creative today, not because I love it, but because everybody else does, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a silly reason to be creative. So I want to get back to that. For me, it's hard with the photography because I don't really want to take pictures inside my condo all the time of whatever. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I have right now. So I'm like, oh, how am I?
1: <laughs> like, I took oh, a picture of this last week. Ooh, oh, look, let's do it again from a different angle. Me, yeah.
0: <laughs> here's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So it's it's been kind of difficult. Um, I know I've been delving into my writing more and I don't share that online mostly, but um. I do some um when I write my articles or whatever, but like for the most part I don't share what I write. Um uh, because that's for me and it's about me, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I I do miss that visual creativity with my yeah. photography and I miss being able to do that. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping people do what they need to do and start following the rules so that we can all get through this coronavirus thing.
1: Everybody, yeah.
0: And, you know, get get through it and get past it so that we can kind of get back to some some new form of normal, mm-hmm. right? And um, we can start getting out again and doing the things that we love to do. Mm-hmm.
1: That will also encourage some more creativity. And I think through the pandemic, there has been a bit of creativity.
0: Oh, yeah. Creativity, I feel like you, it always shines through in some way. And it may not be your moment to shine. Right now, it's I don't feel like it's my moment to shine, but I have seen other creative people shining so much right now. Mm -hmm. They're in the right place at the right time or they're, you know, they're finally able to tap into whatever it is they needed to be able to tap into. And that's awesome. And that's kind of how create, you know, creativity is born. And I love that for me right now, it's not my time to shine. And (laughs) I I just would like to be able to get back to some form of, Feeling like I'm actually living up to my potential with my creati- creativity instead of feeling like it's just kind of sitting up on a shelf waiting for whatever. Something to happen. Yeah.
1: Waiting for you to take it down and use it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I am I feel like I'm probably not alone in that. I feel like we're all probably um, experiencing, you, you know, some form of feeling down and like in the dumps or whatever you want to call it and like not motivated or feeling like you can't be creative or you know feeling like you you're kind of constrained you know Mm -hmm. i i don't feel like i'm probably i i'm pretty sure in this whole wide world of ours i'm not the only one feeling that way right now i'm pretty sure
1: like even for myself i've felt like you know i've been down in the dumps with creativity like you said right there's only so many things you can photograph inside the house Mm -hmm. right you even go outside okay well i can't really go very far no (laughs) and i've already shot all this stuff so this is kind of boring
0: yeah i've taken pictures of all these things a 100 times already so Mm -hmm. now what Yeah. yeah it kind of gets old and i know when i first started out in photography I would take pictures of anything and mm-hmm. everything and I was like just like a sponge. And I was just like, Oh, this is so cool. But I feel like I've kind of gotten into where I know are my niches and, and that's mm-hmm. not it. So I don't yeah. get that same creative, you know, energy from just right. taking pictures of just whatever anymore. I really feel like it comes out more when I'm traveling. Yeah. And when I'm, um, you know, out in a beautiful landscape or, you know, something like that. Now I sit down at my desk and I don't be, I'm not like, oh, let me get out my macro lens and let me take pictures of products all day long. Like I, that doesn't do anything for me. (laughs) I used to like to do that. You're past that phase in your life. Like, I I feel like you you go through these stages where, you know, certain things are enjoyable now that maybe one day won't be enjoyable anymore. Yeah. That's not enjoyable for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe that's a cop out, too. I guess someone could say that's a cop out. Like you can be creative, however, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I feel it's not really. I, I you know, everyone's like you said at, at a different stage in their life, and you know, you may have somebody who's just getting into photography now or getting into a new hobby, and everything's new for them so mm-hmm. they're experiencing all this influx of new experiences so for them it's it's a fantastic time to be learning things yeah um but i mean for yourself and even for myself we we've been through all that mm-hmm. earlier so all the newness is kind of gone and now we're we're really looking forward to things that really inspire us and and for us we kind of know what that is and for us it's travel right we love to travel we mm-hmm. like to see new things and uh, have new experiences but
0: That kind of like documentary lifestyle type photography and yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So that kind of stuff you can only get by moving around a lot. And yeah, you can do that stuff around at home, but there's only so much you can do at home before it starts becoming repetitive.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have to find a way to be, you know, be creative to get out and photograph something or whatever. And so for me, one of my goals of this coming year is going to be to at least once a week take a picture, kind of like a Project 52 Mm -hmm. type thing, Um, and just at least once a week take a picture, not on my phone, like actually get out my camera and set things Mm -hmm. up and actually take a photo that I like, you know, no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. and, and post it. And just kind of so I can keep myself being creative.
1: And so you can also remember the settings in your camera. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> this, that is so sad, by the way. <laughs> when we went to do all of our um, Christmas photos today, i it took me 15, 20 minutes to figure out the settings on my camera because it's been so long since I actually like
1: did anything with it. my
0: camera. And I'm like, this is so sad. really is sad. So, yeah, I would like to be able to have my camera out enough Every week that I don't have to be, how do I do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where's the self-timer again? I don't know where all this stuff is. So, yeah, that's pretty sad. It really, really is. That kind of made me really sad today <laughs> when I couldn't <laughs> figure out my own camera. I'm <laughs> like, oh, my goodness.
1: But, but you figured it out.
0: I did figure it out. And I'm hoping next year I'll be more um, apt to be able to... Pull that out every mm-hmm. week and do something with it, and take a good photo. I think I've really let myself use my phone as a crutch for photos oh. for a while now, and
1: no, the phones are pretty. Powerful.
0: I mean, they're great. They're fantastic. I will never be on another vacation without one because you know, yeah. gotta have the selfies, right? Mm-hmm. But I really want to not rely on that so much and use my my photography gear that I have and my knowledge and actually, you know, take photos that if I decided, Hey, this is a fantastic photo. I want to print this. Mm -hmm. I can, and there'll be no loss of quality or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And then Brandon, I'm, you know, he hasn't said that he's going to, um, follow in my footsteps of, once a week photography next year, but I, I'm, I
1: feel like that's a challenge.
0: I'm challenging him <laughs> <laughs> to do the same because I know he's kind of in the same rut I am.
1: I think I can I can do that.
0: Yeah. so yeah, I think we're going to challenge each other to do basically a project 52. yeah, and yeah. anybody else listening, I'm going to challenge you to do a project 52. Now, okay. if you
1: really, really want to challenge yourself, which we're not going to do, you can do a 365. <laughs> oh, my That's, God. Those are incredibly those hard are to do. Those are a
0: pain. I started one of those. I don't remember. I maybe got halfway through the year. I don't I don't even know if I got that I far. Know.
1: I made it through mine. It <sighs> was, there are some days that were so tough.
0: I feel like you just end up taking whatever just to say, yep. oh, okay, I did it. And so then you're not being creative. You're just like... Fulfilling the task. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey,
1: that looks interesting. Take a picture. Click. Okay. (laughs) Done.
0: (laughs) I think I would rather give myself a whole week to like really think about what I wanted to take a photo of and like, you know, hopefully get something good. Yeah. So no. No no three sixty five for me. Uh, Project fifty two will be just dandy. (laughs)
1: That's just enough.
0: But seriously, we used to do these kind of projects all the time. Like I used to run that black and white project on Mm -hmm. Google Plus and you know, some days I miss that. I know I had to give it up because I just had a lot of stress in my life or whatever. And, you know, I handed it over to some great people, but yeah, I I miss that type Mm -hmm. of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I I miss that too. I think you have friends and colleagues that are willing to join you on that little journey of of doing those things together. So you all sort of collectively put your stuff together and, and you can all you know, see how well you're doing, right? And, and encourage each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way things are, I think there's no Google Plus anymore. So there isn't really a kind of community that does that. Um, uh, there may be something on Facebook, but we're not on, we're not Facebook, on, on Facebook. So who cares? So,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my son told me, other day, you need to get back on Facebook. And I'm like, why <laughs> would I do that? That is so toxic over there. Yeah. I have no desire to be on Facebook. But yeah, I really, I would love to be able to, I miss that sense of community. Mm-hmm. The, with the photography community that we had on Google+. And I would really love to have that again. But, you know, I don't even know where everybody is anymore.
1: Uh, we do keep in touch with a few of them through yeah. Instagram and, 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 and Twitter. Twitter. But that's pretty yeah. much it.
0: I don't know where everybody is. and But, yeah. So anybody out there who wants to follow along with us will come up with a hashtag for our 52 project. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it will be. Don't know. And I think this this um, podcast has gone on longer than we usually do. We may be just chattering on about whatever today. I'm not really sure where. I don't even know what all the topics are that we discussed today. We will fine-tune this podcast next year. When, when you listen to our podcast next year. We won't drone on. <laughs> you will definitely be able to tell what we're talking about that week. This week is just kind of like, whatever we're just having discussions but that's kind of what our podcast is about it's conversations Mm -hmm. with tisha and brandon so this is kind of what it's like you know pour a glass of wine maybe a
1: tumbler of (laughs) whiskey
0: and just you know and just chat
1: just chat Chat but but next year the goal
0: is to have a you know more structured chat, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, guys, it's been a great week and, you know, we'll talk to you next Sunday.
1: Have a good night. Right.
0: Bye.